0: it is time for this week in location-based marketing episode number 76 today punch card it's 15 million locations but what does that really mean also facebook writes another check and hires another team paypal puts where to use and bravo around the world in 80 plates all this plus our weekly m a and funding roundup our resource of the week and special guest simon liss cto of we love mobile coming up now <laughs> Ah, Sifa, Sifa, Welcome, buddy. How are hey. ya? Hey,
1: buddy. All's well. All's well in the uh, in, in Toronto up here, uh, hopefully for you in Ottawa. I mean, the weather is fantastic today. Um, couldn't be any better.
0: Well, this is my tanned face. There you go. Yes. It was a uh, it was a great day. Um, we were just talking about this before we went live recording. Um, I am one of those guys who contributed to the two hundred million dollar box office blowout weekend for the Avengers. I dragged my whole family out to see it, and it was a shoot 'em up, great, 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 great movie. Can't can't say enough about how how uh, suspend belief and just go and enjoy this movie. It was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend. God, I loved it. Anyway, two hundred million dollars this weekend. Hmm. Nice. I think I spent that much. However. Two hundred million dollars.
1: And, and, and it, just a quick sidebar, because not in, not in our agenda today, because um, we, we you know we talk about location based stuff and, and mobile and uh, augmented reality and all that. So Walmart has got an augmented reality play with the Avengers. So you can go in. There's an app. Um, I'll put. I'll send you the link to post. The, the, um and you can go into the store and you can hold up the Avenger toys in a Walmart and see augmented reality on top of them. There you go. Wow.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, you know what? It, it's a, uh, it's just the beginning. I, I saw it. Uh, we didn't see it in 3D, but I got to see the the actual preview uh, l- last week as well. I saw it. I've seen it twice in a week, if you can believe that. Uh, but I saw it in 3D, and man, just uh, what a great. Twice in uh, a week.
1: Is that, I mean, was Springsteen. Ex- in it?
0: <laughs> exactly. And he didn't. Yeah, he didn't even do the the soundtrack, if you can believe it. I, I had an opportunity I, I thought it was worthwhile I wanted to vet it for my kids and uh, so it was good and i and I, I brought my kids out to to see it again and and they they loved it It's amazing uh, you know you don't need an imagination anymore. you can just be fed this stuff. it's so real. it's pretty incredible. God. Well, welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is that podcast, that video podcast, our resource you come to every week, and this is week number 76 in a row, that we've been doing this to bring you the latest information about the mobile location, mobile location marketing industry. This is a pretty, uh, uh, you know, what we've seen over the last 76 weeks has obviously been an insane growth in this space. A lot of confusion, a lot of growth. We try to dispel the confusion, bring you the things that will actually help you grow your business, help you actually leverage other people's work in bringing it into your business and that's what we brought to you today big stories today but before we dive into it we'd love to talk a little bit about what the lbma is up to in the next coming weeks to see if it's hitting the road again you know first west coast then europe it sounds like a very glamorous lifestyle i'm sure it's not uh it's not <laughs> tenting in hotels but uh what are you up to in the next couple of weeks what's the lbma up to in the next couple of weeks and then what are you doing
1: well, so we got two, uh, two LVMA event, events on the uh, short-term horizon. So we've got, um, we're launching our first chapter uh, uh, in Montreal um, and our first event uh, and a chapter in Montreal on June the 7th. So if you're in that area, uh, I encourage you to come out June the 7th. It's all up on the LBMA site. And then we're having our sort of next scheduled meeting in, in Toronto, uh, the Toronto chapters gathering on June the 20th. Uh, both very interesting uh, events. The, tw- the 20th one will be exciting because I think we're, we're talking about checking into content and Shazam and GetGlue and Miso and you know all that kind of stuff. Some broadcasters and, and whatnot will be involved. So interesting stuff. I'm on the road uh, for the next few weeks. So off to the West Coast, as you said, LA. i uh, going to be talking to some of the uh, TV folks and figuring out what they're doing in, in this and getting involved there, and I'm speaking at a little event uh, for um, K- KJLH, uh, it's a radio station in LA, um, mm-hmm. on multicultural applications uh, for locations, so it should be interesting. Um, and uh, your good friends uh, from Yaza will be on the panel with me there, so that'll be a uh, good rub. Um and then uh, uh, back and then off to Orlando for a short little gig the following weekend Then Europe. Um, Got two events there, the Location Business Summit, Where Businesses event uh, in Amsterdam, third year for that. Uh, big, big event, brings the, the European location community together, so that's the 22nd, 23rd of May. And then uh, doing a quick little uh, stint over in uh, in Norway for uh, Hotel Industry Association there, so there you go. All in the life, the, the glamorous <laughs> lifestyle of a seatbelt. Well, Oh.
0: well you know i have nothing that compares to that I, I get a couple of trips to toronto a little bit of cornwall
1: but you got
0: talk. exactly and that's what i want to talk about i am ecstatic about this to we've got the website live for those of you who haven't been there please go to dot for those of you who are watching the video you're seeing it right on your screen right now beautiful panorama of the city of toronto it's the only time that i will talk about toronto with absolute enthusiasm as an ottawa senators fan um However, we are doing this in Toronto, June 26th, 27th at the Glen Gould Studio in Toronto. It's right adjacent, right attached to CBC. Uh, that is our obviously our national broadcaster. It is their office. They have a beautiful theater there, and it is a stunning environment. It's a great theater. Small event only 250 people can fit in there tickets are on sale now go there look at our speaker list you'll recognize some names right away we've got uh, jeff brenner who is actually from presley a local toronto company we got uh, kelly mcdonald from deloitte who's a, a sponsor we've got amber mack doug stevens Worley from chaotic moon we've got uh, gary schwartz sydney matrix scott kveaton who is the ceo of urban airship which is an awesome little company you got rob Woodbridge, you got a Seafcon. come on why wouldn't you want to do this Sponsored when you want to be there. Yeah, exactly. There you Sponsored by Norton Rose and Deloitte. Uh, we got some great assistance from bvo 2 and obviously we're we're putting this on. I cannot 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 wait. June twenty sixth and twenty seventh, in the great city, great city of Toronto. Uh, come on, you know it's not expensive either. We got a deal that's cooking up for uh, members of the LBMA that you should see soon. So if you're a member of the LBMA, you'll have a limited time to get a huge discount on this. That's our advantage. We get to do that because I. Cause I I work right with the C, you know, we talk about this. Okay. We're, tight. We're tight. I would really appreciate it if you guys take a look at this. Bring it. Come on down. This is going to be a great event, but tickets will sell out because there are only a few number, a few tickets, and they're already on sale, and they're selling briskly. So please, please, please come out on TylerTalks.com. How's that? We call it two days with the brightest minds in mobile. Listen, engage, and learn. That's it. That's my pitch.
1: Pretty Awesome.
0: That's my pitch. So hopefully right. we'll see you guys out there in Toronto at the end of June. And uh, if you can make it, make it. If you can't, well, uh, there will be no live streaming of this event. It is an exclusive event. No live streaming. No video replay. This is a one-time only. Uh, the focus of this is obviously around the impact that mobiles going to have on certain areas of our lives and economy. And we got some great speakers lined up. More to come, obviously. And then the reception. The reception is at the um, – well, it's at – well, I'm going to pull it up right here because the venue is absolutely incredible. Because the reception wait, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Uh, we're talking about the Steam Whistle Brewery. And if you haven't been inside the Steam Whistle Brewery, you haven't, uh, oh, it's such a great experience. It's beautiful big stone building. We're doing it on the roof. It's going to be, anyway, it's going to be out of this world. I pitched enough on, on tethertalks.com. Thanks for that, Asif. Really appreciate uh, you letting me pitch that. No worries. So, all right, we got to let let's cover. do it. We'll let's jump right it. into it. Our first story, we got uh, five great stories. We've got our, uh, obviously, our guest, which is uh, Simon Liss of uh, We Love Mobile. We've got uh, four uh, funding and acquisition news uh, items. And then we've got, of course, our resource of the week. So we're going to dive right into the top five stories that were deemed by Asif the most important stories, the most, uh, um, I don't know, emblematic of the industry. And uh, we're going to start this first one. Um, whenever I hear this, whenever I hear this name, Cheetah Mail, I think of Cheetah Power Surge by that guy, the Canadian guy who sang with Mike Reno, uh, he, like cheetah, yes. it's a cheetah power drink. Uh, but this is Cheetah Mail. and I'll, maybe I'll, Or Cheetah you know, Pet. Cheetah yeah. Pet. No, but anyways. Cheetah Mail, uh, yep. working with Movable Ink. Uh, Movable Ink is such a cool company.
1: Um, I love it. I love these guys. Uh, I actually met uh, a guy named Ryan Pipkin from uh, Moveable Inc. a little while back, and when I was in New York. Um, anyway, so Cheetah Mail uh, been around for a while. You know, a lots of small businesses work with these guys. Uh, you know, a, a mail uh, mail service. They have some social uh, media integration with it as well but they've teamed up with Movable Ink and and really this this is the you know the exciting part of this um, so the the, I, the idea here is is that when you when you send out an email blast and I do this all the time for the LBMA you do this all the time for promoting uh, your stuff rob um, the the key is is what Movable Ink has is some applications that enable you to update the content inside of that, you know, piece of uh, email that you've pushed out whenever you want, even after it's been delivered, Um, and and this is the the key to it. So, I may send out a blast, and I can trigger the content to change inside of that email. I can do A-B testing, I can um, change it around particular offers, I can change it based on the location of where somebody's viewing that email from. Um, and so it's this idea of sort of real-time targeting and con- reconfiguration almost of the email message based on a whole bunch of parameters of, you know, who, what, where, and when uh, that email is being accessed and viewed.
0: That's what what's the, the coolest thing about it is that, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm pretty um, – I used to be so diligent with my email, Asif. I, I, it, it is such a cesspool of unanswered greatness that people keep sending me email and I just – It just piles up and then I I take train rides to Toronto and I spend four and a half hours basically going through my email. But, uh, you know, my email is very transient. I see it, I delete it. And that's one of the things that you've been taught, this whole Inbox Zero. So I love the concept of Movable movable Ink, but, you know, one of the things that they talk about is that every time you open up that email message, it's going to be a different thing. You know, basically, it's based on the weather. If it's raining, you will be pushing you know, uh, you know, rain boots and and uh, umbrellas. And then if it's sunny, that email when you open it up the next time will be pushing sunglasses and sunblock. I, I, I don't I don't often open up my emails more than once. You know, that's the rule is. Uh, you know, one open, one action, delete or file for later um, or create an action out of them. So uh, I, I, I love this concept of breathing email, but, uh, you know, the concept, is, you know, in my inbox would be an absolute disaster. But uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's assuming that you're looking at it from the perspective of, you know, sort of reopening a message. Yeah. But, you know, even that first open can be, you know, targeted. Right. right? So. Huh. I think that's the key here.
0: Right? I, I love. I mean, movable like that whole concept of breathable, do, breathing documents. Send me one email, and then just don't ever send me another email again. If I'm interested, I'll open up that email and just tailor the message to based based on the day and the sales. And I, you know, yeah. I love that. So, um, it's that's pretty cool. But Movable Ink you can find it at uh, Movable dot com, and I think uh, Cheetah Mail is just Cheetah Mail dot com as well. It's, uh, yeah. So you know, it's pretty. Um, it's called Experian Cheetah Mail, and it's just at uh, CheetahMail.com. Pretty cool first story. All right, second story, man. Okay, here, here's a controversial story. Punch Card reaching 15 million locations uh, worldwide. Um, and, and first of all, talk about what Punch Card is, and then we're going to get into a little bit of what this really means.
1: So... Uh... You know, I love punch card because I think it's, you know, it's simplicity in, uh, you know, in a mobile app in terms of, you know, merchants and retailers. So really, as the name implies, it is the digitization of a traditional punch card. You know, you go to your coffee shop, you get 10 punches, the next coffee's is free. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we've talked about this before. It is a loyalty play. Um, and um, you know so, so it literally is about you know virtual cards um, you know earn your way to to freebies or cash or whatever it rewards that you want to do um, and, and so it's great and uh, a guy named Andy Stewart uh, runs this company I'm actually gonna uh, see these guys when I'm out in LA next week um, and um, but you know the, the controversy that you're alluding to is, how they get to these fifteen million, uh, you know, locations? Because, effectively, what they're doing is is whether you sign up as a business or not uh, to, you know, use the punch card system, they're signing you up anyways and creating a punch card for you. Um, and I, you know, I personally, I, you know, I, I think it's a smart move because it, it's like, you know, it, you know. I, was in sales for a long, long time, selling all sorts of product uh, software products and and technology uh, solutions. You know, and it, it's always easier to sell somebody on something, I would argue, you know when you can show them in 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 context in situ for you know what it looks like with their business and their branding and their everything. Um, so I get that. and 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 from that perspective, I think that makes a ton of sense. I don't know what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, you, you know, I think that um, uh, you really have to demonstrate how this works um but uh, it is a loyalty play and while most loyalty companies are going after the companies first and trying to sign them up these guys basically they said listen punch cards you said we're gonna sign up everybody take a picture of your receipt and and you're at a location and on your tenth location you're gonna get something in return up to thirty dollars in value and uh, you know I'm gonna pull up the the you know where, where I got most of the, the controversy was in the TechCrunch article um, where they talk about you uh, what happens? I mean, this is basically a great, some great questions, some great streams here. And uh, this guy Zachary uh, Enzig, uh, you can barely see the comment there, uh, said this is on TechCrunch's uh, discussion group on, on the uh, when where they had the announcement. They said uh, uh, switched on loyalty for places that didn't even ask. That which is basically the thing that happens here is that it, it's available in any store, any place. You take a picture of the receipt. And uh, it says, so if I go to a place 10 times that didn't even ask who's paying for my 11th free sandwich, Uh, Taylor Bayuth, who is obviously he works for uh, the company, he works for Punch Card says, Punch Card does, they send you a check in the mail for your average order value. So they're keeping track what you're buying how much you're paying for and how often you're actually there and then you're on your 11th visit at a store that didn't sign up for this they're going to send you the average price of what you have spent there so if you spend eight dollars at starbucks and they're not signed up they are going to send you a check for eight dollars uh based on the fact that you've taken um you know a uh, snapshot of all those uh, receipts but
1: yeah, and, and the key is, is you know, for for punch card here is, is to go out and, you know, yes, they're, they're paying for these incentives if the businesses aren't signed up. They have two two tier um, programs uh, for the businesses that do sign up. So, yeah, they pay 30 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month. Right. right. Uh, and, and really the value here, what you're getting as a, as a merchant, as a retailer is data, right? It's it's analytics on who's coming to your stores, who's buying what, how often are they coming, what is the average purchase size? Data that typically a lot of these small merchants have no clue about, right? Uh, and, and that's really the value that they're providing here. So, so you know, I think kudos to these guys, I mean, by going out and saying, hey, we're just going to sign all these businesses up, we'll fund it uh, for now. And But at the end of the day, we go to these merchants and we, we sell them on a package that says, do you want to understand your customers better? Here you go. Right.
0: And, and I think it comes down to influence about how you can then influence a, a, an upsell and a purchase. I come from exactly. a long line of uh, tech guys who uh, were waiters. You know, it used to be that you were a waiter when you tried to be a, an actor. Um, so most waiters were out of out of work actors. Well, it was most waiters were out of work technologists. And but I was very when I was young, I worked at the keg, the keg restaurants. It's a Canadian and a little bit of American, Australian chain. And. Um, And what they taught you about upselling is incredible. It was like, do you want to buy a lobster tail with that? It doesn't matter if it was a hamburger or a poutine or a salad. You were, you were, you were, you were talking, you talked about an upsell. And I think that that's what this allows you to do when you subscribe to something like punch card, it allows you to upsell or engage (coughs) with your customers where you wouldn't have been able to do it. And, and, um, analytics are very important. To your customers, I think maybe the, the price range thirty to a hundred dollars a month might be a little bit pricey for for some small shops. So, and I know that they've just signed a company called KDA Group, uh, one of the largest local marketing agencies, which will be selling this punch card service in three hundred thousand locations. So they're starting to get traction. I yep. think, who knows? It's a very competitive space. We talked about Tag Tile um, and uh, Facebook's acquisition there, and there's a whole bunch of Google acquired punched, and there's Perks and Perch perkville and perk card and perk a bunch it, yeah so it's very very obviously mobile's the perfect uh uh place for the consolidation of your uh, of your loyalty cards and we you know everybody knows that so it's just another play out there interesting but 15 million locations it's a misnomer because i could i could tag something here locally um at my favorite coffee shop that nobody else knows about and it's now the 15 million and first location right so yeah but it's neat Punchcard hits fifteen million locations. If you guys are out there using it, let me know. If you've gone to ten, if you've been, if you've uh, if you've done uh, ten purchases at a location, you submitted it all the Punchcard. What's what's been the outcome? Have you been satisfied with it? Untether at gmail.com. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. And
1: we'll get these guys on the show. Yeah, at some I'd love point.
0: to. Excellent. Okay, see if we can do a long form on Untether. If you're out there, Punchcard, let us know. We'd love to have you on. Story number three. Let's talk about this. This sounds great. I love Bravo. I love these kinds of shows. So you take Bravo, which is a great, they create great content. And then you take, um, you know, a uh, cooking show. I mean, I'm a, I am love Master Chef. I love anything to do with Chef Ramsay. This has nothing to do with him. But you kind of put this reality piece together with Bravo around the world in 80 plates. What is this, Asif? And what does this got to do with location?
1: Yeah, so this is, uh, Bravo's uh, launching a new show. It's actually launching this Wednesday, I believe, called Around the World in 80 Plates. And, uh, you know, as, as sort of the uh, the name implies, it's a show about, um, you know, sort of people uh, experiencing interesting restaurants in, you know, different countries all over the world. So they are, you know, Argentina, China, England, France, I'm looking at the list of Morocco, Spain, Thailand, you know, Uruguay, they're going all over the place. Um, and they're in sort of local cuisine and local culture, um, you know, through through a show like this. Um, and what they've done is is they partnered with Infinity, the car company, um, uh, for this, and have built a location based game, social, you know, Twitter challenge thing. And so the idea is is that. Um, you know, you know, Bravo and Infinity team up, um, and you basically have this this fan contest where you tweet uh, hashtag eighty plates challenge. Uh, and it unlocks 10 secret locations across the U.S. Uh, so there's this interactive map of the U.S. that they built. And fans have to kind of like race around and find these hidden tickets uh, to, you know, the, whatever the feature destination is for that week. Um, and it's and it's tied to, you know, where these, you know, these show episodes are happening. So really cool. I mean, I think this is a great way to, to sort of connect, you know, a television show fan base around a show connected to the real world and real people who watch these things and and bring it all together and I, I love this, this is not the first time Bravo's done this they've done this with uh, with with top chef and other shows so um, you know I, I, I'm fully in support of this so this is, this is a great a great move
0: I, I like it is too if it would just load <laughs> um, so here it is. This is the Infinity uh, Challenge, 80 Plates Tweets Challenge. And uh, you get the, this week's prize as a destination is London, England. Uh, so this is, this is actually pretty cool. I, I, uh, I do appreciate this um, simply because I love the, the, uh, the live nature of this. And, uh, and you know, this is a perfect fit for something like uh, Miso or Get Glue, isn't it? Like uh, when you're tied into Twitter as well. But I think that why aren't they using a platform like that?
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I just think that, uh, you know, from a reach perspective, you know, using Twitter in this way, I mean, obviously you have, you know, much bigger numbers than you have with, you know, a get glue or miso at, at this point in time. Um, now, if it was me, I'd probably look at doing what they're doing and, and then have a get glue or miso layer uh, in addition to. Um, so I'd combine the two things probably. But, you know, this is good good on its own. Yeah, it is. And, and it
0: you know as a big a big play and I think that this is a perfect example we've talked about this many times about the big location players every Twitter post that you use from your mobile device unless you have turned it off but by default a location is stamped with it every time you do something with Facebook a location is stamped with it every photo you take on Instagram every photo you take and put up to Facebook every photo you take and put it up to play uh, Google Plus and every photo you take and put it up to Twitter has a location stamp on it these are big players uh, and that's the competition. These guys are not going to let location disappear. They're going to do this quite often. And and uh, you, you can see that. It's a natural fit for for Twitter. Twitter is by far one of the largest. Twitter, Facebook are by far the largest two uh, social networks that involve location. And they just do it as dial tone. So, um, yeah, this is, this is huge. I like this. Around the World in 80 Plates starts May 9th, in fact, this coming Wednesday. And uh, if you're watching this in the year 2017, Series is probably over. You can probably buy it on Netflix or Hulu or whatever the dominant cable replacement
1: uh, is out there at this point. Time warp back and uh, you know and And win. Time warp back
0: and think about oh how oh my god how archaic this is that we're doing. We're talking about this uh, you know from 2017. Anyway, and if you can come back in time, let us know. Give us a little you know. Make sure you do it before episode number 77 so that we can act smart. Bravo! Around the world in eighty plates. Story number three. Numero 4. Hop on Inc launches their services at the uh, what is it? Geo-targeted services in Cancun at the airport. Uh, you know, basically handing. Yeah. You land your uh, you land for your vacation. Uh, you can rent a cell phone and it has all these uh, location-based services. Pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, technology. One thing that before we we go into the story, Hopon also does uh, electronic cigarettes, cigars, as well as as well as mobile, the ten dollar (laughs) ten dollar mobile phone. So
1: it's Mexico, man. Anything anything can go. Uh, Anything flies. Electronic ganja. Anyhow, Uh, uh...
0: all right, jump in. What is this service?
1: Yeah, so I mean it's a geo fencing based uh cellular targeting uh service effectively. And and so the key here is is you know, it's Mexico. We don't typically talk a lot about what's going on in that market, but uh, you know, it, it locations everywhere. Um, and so this is this is a service that's uh, happening at the airport in Cancun as you alluded to. Um, and uh basically what happens is it's a multilingual uh platform um you um you can push uh sms space uh, alerts uh, to to people on these devices so you know refer them to travel agencies tour operators make dinner reservations whatever so I mean it's basically um, for all the local businesses that want to attract uh those those tourists coming in you can basically run ads uh, on this on this system um, and you pay fees for that uh, to deliver that um, you know, but uh, effectively, this is a purely geofence cellular-based service, um, not unlike in some respects, you know, O2 with priority moments or AT&T shop alerts or any of those kinds of uh, systems. It's just that this is in Mexico at the airport and specifically targeting tourists and um, you know those that want to reach them. So, so kind of interesting, kind of cool.
0: So you can have your uh, your dope dealer send you uh, targeted messages uh, right from right right on your cell phone, right over uh, HopOn's yep. network.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, they're not going to sponsor us anymore, are they? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably not.
0: So uh, you can go to uh, Hop.
1: Cancun so we can experience it firsthand. I think we, we'd be open exactly. to that. Exactly.
0: Right, uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, but now that the weather's turning, I'll hold off until the until the winter. Um, but if you go to uh, hop mobile.com I just pulled it up on uh, on the screen there for those of you who are uh, watching this, hop on mobile.com you'll see it apparently they're doing something with the olympics um they do it uh, in china they do it in a bunch of uh places so it's a a pretty cool solution and and uh you know if you want to be marketed to if you feel like you're being left out you feel like you're being left behind you don't know uh, you don't have enough ads being pushed to you in cancun you can pick up one of these cell phones at the at the uh at the airport and be marketed to your entire vacation sounds relaxing hop on thanks love it all right Uh, you know i'm 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 being joking. I like this. This is a cool idea. And if you have kids, uh, you know what? You want to strap one of these phones onto them so that uh, they are uh, they can be found. is is my play as well. So I think that's a that's a bigger play for the parents. Story number five. Uh, this is cool because you know one are your predictions, Asif? One of your predictions? Was listen, the, one of the companies to watch in 2012 was this this behemoth in the mobile space. In the location and the purchasing space called PayPal, and they bought where? How long ago did they buy where? Like oh, over a year ago?
1: It's a year yeah. now, yeah.
0: And they bought where? And, and everybody's been wondering, okay, what what is what is PayPal going to do with where? Well, here is PayPal Media Network based on where. This um, I think is a uh, probably step one in the way that PayPal is going to be moving forward. Let's talk about what is PayPal Media Network.
1: Yeah, so this is basically you know where reinvented as as you uh, or or where re re uh, rebranded, let's call it that much, PayPal Media Network. Um, so where was you know all about you know uh, location based uh, mobile advertising, um, and now what it is is going to be location based mobile advertising connected to all of the other eBay, PayPal, uh, services. So, you know, add red laser, add bill me later, add shopping.com, add eBay.com, add Milo, add all that stuff that they own, um, and and smash it all together. And you now have the PayPal media network. And and of course you can pay for this stuff on PayPal. So, um, you know, or, or, uh, you know, or or they've got their, um, what's it called? Uh, the, the little hardware piece like square. Yeah. What is
0: it? A triangle? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I forgot the name of it now here um he's uh, blanked on that story guys um anyhow so they, they you know th- this is is the combination of everything so there's seventy million mobile users that to, uh, have access to this platform, um, and it's the ability really to, to sort of target any of the commerce opportunities that e- that eBay has within their uh, ecosystem, um, and then obviously uh, push ads to them based on location, which is the where capability piece of this, you know, or if somebody goes and scans a barcode with the red laser component of this, um, you know, to return uh, an ad based on that or more information based on that. You know, and, of course if they want to buy something like I said uh, you've got the PayPal capability uh, built into this so this this is a super all in empower all-powerful all all-encompassing platform um, you know as you said I, I mentioned this right in, you know on our on our New Year's prediction episode I said watch for eBay uh, and PayPal this is gonna be it you know they've got all the tools to put together and, and now we're seeing you know the first the first fruits of that
0: yeah, it's PayPal where right that's no it's PayPal uh, here. Yeah.
1: here
0: that's what it's not PayPal aware but this is pay, this is PayPal aware, which is ultimately the PayPal uh, um, media network so let me get this let me get this kind of uh, in absolute layman layman's terms what, what we're talking about here is that um, there's a whole bunch of things to do here if you are a PayPal merchant this benefits you immensely by because if you're using any kind of um, software like uh, um, red laser they, you scan a barcode or you scan a price or you're looking up product, um, now it's going to search the entire PayPal network for that product for you, isn't it? So you're going to find the better price. You're going to be able to then be enabled to purchase that even if you're standing in somebody else's store ultimately. Is that, is that what I'm hearing from this? That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, this is this is the beginning of world domination from PayPal um, because of the number of merchants that they've got signed up already and the the fact that they do own eBay and the fact that they do have Red Laser and they're tagging all these different products. And, and you think about what they're doing is that when you tag a product in Red Laser, say you're in Future Shop or you're in Best Buy, you tag a product, you tag a TV, uh, with red laser, you're doing a, a product uh, scan. You're, you're looking up uh, popular products. You're getting an average price. You're also looking up the location that you're standing in, the price that you're looking at that product. It is being uh, registered somewhere in um, uh, in somewhere in PayPal, and they're doing a whole bunch of price comparison, shopping around for you. It, uh, this is a pretty powerful tool. This is insane. This is pretty amazing. And then and then not only that, you're getting uh, uh, pushed uh, targeted advertising through the wear network. Based on uh, on the products that you're looking at, this is this is uh, this is pretty big. Kind of goes goes in line uh, with with your prediction. My only thing about this is that it's taken PayPal quite some time to bring this service out from the time that they've acquired Where, and um, you know we're already in May, and and this is really the 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 first big big announcement aside from here, uh, which is a catch up. Uh, to Square yep. that uh, that PayPal's done through some of their acquisitions. So it's it's um, I expect much more in the second half of this year.
1: More, there's definitely more to come, right? Um, you know, and you've got Walt Doyle, um, the former uh, uh, CEO of of Where, running this uh, this new uh, PayPal Media Network. So um, smart cookies over there. I mean, there's there's a lot of lot of brain power uh, that, that have come in through these acquisitions.
0: Totally agree. It's, totally agree. A lot of. Ac- hires whatever how you want to pronounce that mm-hmm. we'll talk about uh when <laughs> one, one of Facebook's coming up in the uh, in the funding and and uh, a or uh section so that's it those are the five stories go back and listen to them again if you uh if you missed anything what do you think did we miss anything if we did reach out we'd love to hear from you Untether at gmail.com what do you think about these these stories they 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 span the globe there are massive differences across them all, which is what Asif tries to do is bring this list of things that are somewhat common, but some, there's some great examples of things to do inside of your business with these services. So try to leverage some of these and let us know what you think. And if you're using any of these, let us know. We'd love to hear uh, on tethergmail.com or Asif at the LBMA. Those are the five stories this week. Got? Um, I sat down. Uh, you know what what I love about this uh, doing these things is that it opens up an opportunity to sit down with some most amazing entrepreneurs and uh, not only from North America but from around the world which is location marketing and mobile are a global phenomenon it is not just localized to North America or or Europe it is around the world and and when I get to sit down I've sat down in the last couple of weeks with some amazing people from Africa from North Africa South Africa and I this this is a um, I actually got to sit down with uh simon liss who is the cto of a company called we love mobile and the reason that it's so relevant to what we're talking about here is that this six minute or so segment is around the qr code and something controversial and i think that this is very interesting we often talk about uh, place-based or pop-up stores or place-based um marketing or transaction which is a heavy part of location-based marketing um and uh, the QR code seems to come into the middle of all of this. And what Simon, what Simon says is quite literally, I hate QR codes. You know, I think we all have that kind of feeling of ambival- ambivalence towards QR codes. But he says, I hate QR codes. And boy, oh, boy, this is why. And here's the solution that we should be doing instead of QR codes. So it, it's a very interesting six minutes. The full aired uh, segment from this interview, we'll be on another show that, we, that I do called M-Pulse, uh, which is a global look for developers with a focus on developers that airs uh, once a week on Wednesdays. But this will be in a couple of weeks. This is a preview. We haven't seen this before. Six minutes with Simon Liss, the CTO of We Love Mobile on why QR codes suck. Here it is.
2: leading to... QR codes, uh, which you know I, I have a, a, an issue with, and I know Rob does as well. The QR codes are a wonderful piece of technology. They're, they're used by robots in Japan to scan car parts. Uh, you know, They're big in Japan. They, they're really techno. And, and for some people, this is just too much to handle. They just say, I've got to have it. They're used by robots. They're big in Japan. They look... <laughs> this, you know, it's, it, it's a techno fan's kind of um, a dream. And... They've become extremely popular. We get clients coming to us all saying, I want to do QR codes. And we'll be like, um, You want to do QR codes? Well, what, what do you actually want to do? We want to do QR codes, but, but what do you want people to do? And it, it, there's a misunderstanding of this technology that they, they see it as, a, as, a, as, a, as an end in its own. And it's not just a means to an end. And you guys know this a QR code, it's just a piece of encoded information. It, it is actually, as, as, as an object, extremely ugly. If you stick a QR code on a piece of uh, branded material, it doesn't actually add anything to that. The QR codes all look the same. And yes, you can have some branded ones. You can have a bit of flourishing around the sides. But effectively, you're not ad- telling anything about the brand through the QR code. So um, I'm, I'm against them from an aesthetic point of view. But, but really, I'm against them from a user experience point of view. People do not naturally scan QR codes. I mean, they're established. it's an established a behavior pattern in Japan. But there's all sorts of established behavior patterns in Japan which we don't have uh, in, in Western Europe and North America. Good reason for that, different, different culture, different tradition, different, different approach to technology. Um, we, we, when we look at the figures uh, and, we, and we look at how actual, the actual volume of, of, of QR's, QR codes being scanned, um, we see that it's, it's, it's under 5% in the UK and actually month on month it's been decreasing this year. It's been decreasing because they're not they're not that usable. You need to download an application. You then need to fire up the application. You need to scan the QR code, and then you need to follow the link and go to whatever experience you have on the end of that link. Now we already have a way of doing that. It's called Google. You you it's called Google or, or the web or the, the or the or the browser bar. You type that URL in, or God forbid, you know you should have to type something in and then search to find it. So we, we have this route already, it's well established, it's well used. And one of our mantras to clients is don't reinvent the wheel, don't look for new user paradigms. If people are already doing something, leverage that. Why, you know, you know, don't, your, your job is not to impose technology on people. Your, our job is not to reinvent the ways for people to use technology. You know, and technology can be is either embraced by people or it's rejected, and I'm afraid right now QR codes are being rejected. Um, you know, maybe in a year's time they'll be very popular, I, I doubt it. I, I think that um, the search is still definitely king when it comes to uh, information discovery on mobile, and, and the figures speak for themselves. Under 5% of people in the UK using QR codes, over I think fifty sixty percent of people in the UK using Google on their phones to search for information. It's what they do. Um, and brands Brands and agencies like myself would be very arrogant to think that they can convert people into using a mechanic that happens to work for them. You know? It's all about the user at the end of the day.
0: So let me ask you this, Simon. Uh, I mean, you and I feel the same way about the QR codes. It's, it's a, it's a stopgap. It's an anomaly. It's like a laptop. A laptop is a, transition, a transitionary technology, right? It's, it's, it's not the best and it's not the worst, but QR codes are that. Uh, um, and uh, to me, sometimes it, it's very lazy marketing very 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 lazy marketing and it's uh, so uh, but but it they're they're everywhere now they're in newspapers they're on billboards they're in advertisements they're you know they're trying to I saw a QR code actually on a on an ad on a television ad um, which seems just sometimes ridiculous but but how how else I mean what is a good way then of, of bridging that divide between what we're seeing in the real world, terrestrial world, and 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 getting that information onto a mobile device or or interacting with a with a consumer, like I'm standing in front of something or I'm reading an article or I'm I'm, I'm looking at an advertisement, then how how should marketers then interact or allow their consumer to interact
2: with them? I mean I I think the um the, the, the principal routine should be should be around search. Um, you know there are all sorts of technology that that out there which seem to offer the uh, the possibility of bridging the gap between the digital and the real worlds. You know, QR codes are one, augmented reality is another. Um, they are wonderful pieces of technology, but they're not being adopted by people in, 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 in any volume. Um, we've we've seen clients who have experimented with AR. Um, they get very low uh, engagement rates simply because you need to pick up the piece of paper see that you have to download an application to engage with it download that application and then engage with it and uh, you know that, that kind of defeats the object of this. We want to make it easy for users to engage with brands and, 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 to, com- and to communicate. Now if you put te- technical barriers in the way you, you, you reduce the chances Reduce the engagement rate and you reduce the ROI so I would say that you know this simple things we we put three things on printed materials we put a URL we put a QR code and we put an SMS a text call to action um, and we're increasingly also encouraging clients if they want people to find them to, to search so search online for and give keywords keywords are memorable you remember them they're meaningful because they actually say what you're looking for a qr code is not meaningful a qr code is not memorable it doesn't say what it is you have to you have to scan it it's it's hidden it's a code i mean why would you why would you up with people in code it doesn't make sense so <laughs> so search so search is search is king uh, it's it's logical it 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 uses normal human language and it uses it uses a discovery mechanism which everybody everybody has and everybody does and you can use the same search term on mobile as you do on PC. You do the, you do the device recognition in the back end. And, you know, the, the, the job's done. You, you don't have to overthink this. Let, let's not find a technical solution where one is not needed.
0: And Simon Liss and why QR codes suck and search is the future. What do you think about that? Uh, You know what? I I love bringing this kind of uh, controversy to the show. If you believe what he says, that QR codes are transitory, that are not relevant, that we should be focusing on search and honing in on search because that's where mobile is and that's where transaction, that's where location-based marketing is going. I mean, I I don't believe him 100%, but there's got to be something better than QR codes. Reach out on tether at gmail.com or at the LBMA. Let's talk about those things. So that was Simon. We really appreciate Simon lending his voice uh, to Untether.TV and uh, This Week in Location-Based Marketing. All right, awesome. let's jump right into the funding. Asif, couple a uh, couple of acquisitions, couple of funding, uh, big money being spent for Demand Force by Intuit, which is our first story. What what was the value of this? $424,
1: 424 Oh my
0: God, jump change. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um I- interesting uh, Dem- demand force is a uh, company I-, I think most of us you know have never heard of uh, it's a b2b play in location um, focused on providing a platform for a-, a great number of small businesses everything from dental offices to automotive shops to you know, hair salons to whatever, and and really what this is is a a platform that uh, that enables uh, people to push out messages. You know, so you've got you've got a dentist appointment coming up; it sends out a reminder. You know, all those reminder calls that you get are coming in many cases from Demand Force, um, and uh, this is a company that's uh, you know well known in the VC circles, obviously, because it's uh, it's backed by Benchmark Capital, um, and uh, so for 4- to 424 million bucks later, they're now owned by Intuit. You know, and I, you know, we talked about eBay, and you know, and my predictions on eBay, uh, you know, from uh, from the turn of the year, um, you know, let's 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 watch out for Intuit, I would say, because you know, here they are spending big big cash on demand force. Was it three weeks ago, four weeks ago? We talked about Intuit buying aisle buyer, um, you know, which is gives them sort of barcode scanning, red laser light capabilities uh, in some respects. Um, you know, these guys are lining up to. Uh, Pull together some pretty powerful assets as well. So um you know, uh, kudos to uh, to Intuit.
0: Yeah, I I, I like this. Uh, I like this buy. I like you don't think of Intuit when you think of any of this kind of stuff, but. Intuit has when when you're connected and you're using these guys, they have uh, you know they have the small business, the large business around uh, their their accounting and uh, and billing platforms, and now they're moving into this stuff. So I mean, it makes a lot of sense, especially when when the whole world is moving to this frictionless transaction space, where banks might not be as important as we think they are going forward uh, when it's person to person transactions like this, or merchant to person transactions, or
1: yeah, it, it, like I said, very similar to eBay in some respects, right? I mean, um, they, you know, Intuit also has their Go Payment uh, platform, and and they're here competitor, so to speak. So um, you know, these guys are uh, not that different in some respects. They're just uh, approaching it slightly differently with different uh, uh, different acquisitions. So.
0: so now weigh this one, weigh this acquisition for four hundred twenty-four million dollars by Intuit, right? For they, that's what they spent on Demand Post versus the one billion dollars that Facebook spent. On Instagram. Makes makes no yeah. sense. It just makes no it's, sense. Yeah. There's no comparison. It just isn't. It's one, it's just frivolous spending, man. All right, so into advised demand for second story. Uh, why don't we stay with the uh, acquired space here for, for now before we get into some of the funding? But Glancy, yep. a company that we had, we featured um, here on episode number 74, a, a scant four weeks ago, uh, was picked up by. Uh, Facebook this week, just uh, yesterday, basically on the weekend. Another, uh, you know, spending spree by uh, Zuckerberg on the weekend. Speaking of Facebook, these guys were, I don't think that there was any uh, terms. It was well less than a billion, which is, I guess, the terms. But uh, this was, um, I I think this was labeled as an eck hire, which because I think that the Glancy service is going to be shut down. Um, They've basically said, you've got 90 days to get out. Yeah. yeah, so th- this yeah. is another one of those. Um, Glancy was uh, was a, a, a an application that came out along with uh, you know like Banjo, which was a social discovery application.
1: And yeah, highlight Banjo. Yeah, uh, see, I mean, although we, you know they're, they're you know I, I don't want to group all those guys together because there are interesting differences between them, and we've 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 talked about those. Um, but yeah, they you know they sort of all got that big buzz around uh, around South by Southwest. Um, I, I don't know what what are we saying here, Rob? It, it, you know, get on uh, get on the show because four weeks later you might get bought. Is that how That's works? exactly it.
0: your your path <laughs> to riches? Uh, are coming onto the show, are coming onto the show? But if, I mean, yeah. if you like, if if there's any information, if you want some more information about um, you know. What uh, what they did, what Glancy did, just head over to Untether TV. Uh, check out the LB, the LBMA's website. Episode number seventy two. Uh, it's called This Week in Location Based Marketing. Number seventy two, consensual and contextual retail. Uh, we we sat down uh, with Albert, Alberto Tretti, um, and there is a full interview on Untether. There's a long form interview um, uh, on Untether with Alberto of uh, the next day, which would have been April yeah. uh, 9th. Uh, so go and take, take a look at that uh, if you're interested in what, what this acquisition, what they acquired. But still, uh, Facebook getting very aggressive in the mobile space and uh, acquires Glancy for the talent, which should be interesting to see. Alberto was a great guy and uh, certainly certainly a very beautiful application and a little bit unique from the rest of them. Third story, first uh, funding, uh, signpost. Yeah. Which I think is what? What do they classify these guys? These guys are basically the AdSense for local commerce. Raise about four million dollars.
1: Well, they're they're a big Google partner. Um, so yeah, um, so they raised uh, four million bucks. Um, well, three point seven five. So we can round that one up to uh, to four million. Uh, it's coming from a group called Spark Capital. Um, and this is they had previously raised one point two five. So they're five million in all now. Um, and uh, so this is just you know fuel in the tank. Uh, hire some more pe- people. Apparently they're bringing 25 uh, new employees on, um, and uh, they just hired uh, AOL's uh, Chris DiPatria, however you say it, DiPatria, as VP of revenue. Um, so, um, so yeah, so they're bringing some pedigree in. They're uh, they're expanding the team, um, and uh, yeah, this is this is this is uh, about monetizing uh, AdSense.
0: Yeah, and it's just AdSense, right? Google and AOL, I think, is what they what they're involved in, and and it's yeah. a um, yeah
1: yeah.
0: You know, there's a this is a very competitive landscape, um, the media buyers basically, and um, and it, it's interesting because um, obviously this is an industry, this is a race right now. So anybody raising money um, in this space is is it's either a roll up opportunity, it's either a roll in opportunity for something like Google or AOL. But you know what? $4 million dollars not a lot of money compared to our next story nope. not at all four million dollars chump change well first of all it's chump change to uh into it buying a uh, demand for us for 424. uh we don't know what glancy is but it's less than a billion um but uh just eat just eat raises what 64 Come million on,
1: 64 million so what is just eat uh, well, it's it's a UK-based uh, uh, food ordering, uh, online ordering of uh, you know food website, um, as it as it implies, I guess, sort of, um, and. Um this is interesting. So these guys, this is not their first raise in total now. They've raised apparently about almost $130 million, uh, so big, big guys behind this. So this round is, is led by Vitruvian Partners uh, and it, it, some of the existing in, uh, investors include Index, uh, Greylock, Redpoint, you know, so some big guys uh, involved in this. Uh, they operate in 13 countries. They're based in London, as I said, but they originally out of Denmark. Uh, um and uh apparently they deliver something like a hundred thousand meals a day um so i mean that's that, that's significant uh significant orders going on uh 30 million orders in total uh so far to 750 million bucks in revenue per year um yeah <laughs> that's <and, and> <laughs> that warrants it a big
0: million uh, a year in revenue. And this is a third party intermediary for delivery and takeout food.
1: Yeah, you know, and and the reason I think this is relevant to our our space, I mean, yes, it's online ordering, it's location based delivery of of food um, and all that. um, But you know, we know Groupon, we know Living Social, uh, uh, and, you know, up here in Canada, you know, WagJag and all these guys. Every one of these guys has, has recently launched some sort of a restaurant food ordering, grocery, some food-oriented uh You know, um, subsidiary. Let's call it uh, of of their of their prime property. So, Living Social is in this space. They've got you know Living Social Instant, and and uh, you know they've got a piece around this. um, You know, and and I think everybody's trying to figure out you know how they continue to sort of you know grow horizontally, so to speak. Um, You know, we've got our core platform. This is what it does. How many industries and verticals can we take it to, right? And and so you, you know. That's why I think this is relevant because I think this goes right up against, potentially up against the living social order group.
0: I'll even push it a little further because we did a story around uh, Google uh, indexing local menus in Manhattan. And I think that Google is going to get into the space pretty effectively. And there's Yelp in this space that should be, at least they should be in this space. Mm. So I think that the hotly contested area of restaurants and takeout food and um, expiring inventory around reservations and all these kind of things, it is a very large industry when you bring all of those restaurants together and every one of them is looking for a way to bring more people into their uh, restaurants or get more food taken out. And I believe that you're right. you've You've got all of these coupon companies who are doing their instant, their right now coupons, and then you're yep. also you've got companies um, like this. Plus, you've got Google that's about to play in this space. Uh, it, it is a, and then you've got Facebook, which is going to be in there as well. This is a, uh, this is going to be a highly and very hotly contested space. And these guys seem to, I mean, they're they're focused obviously in Europe, um, but it, it wouldn't take much to. Of the 64 million dollars to test it in a metropolitan area in North America and I think that they're probably getting their process down right or maybe they don't even care about North America which they shouldn't because they're driving 750 million dollars in revenue through uh, these 12 12 cities so Wow 64 million dollars into it spending 424 million dollars Facebook writing another check for an hire, bringing on some more talent Albert, um, for the uh, Glancy guys, Signpost raising $4 million and Just Eat raising $64 million for a total of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are out there who have a lot of money, there is a great show called This Week in Location-Based Marketing. We are looking for sponsors. There is an opportunity to actually expand your market through our audience. Reach out if you have a few extra bucks. You can reach out on at yeah, no,
1: Definitely, we would uh, welcome it.
0: Our last piece here before we get to shut it down for the weekend officially uh place cast this is our resource of the week place cast this is the alert shopper three this is a great 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 resource i'm going to pull it up as you talk about it to see but it's pretty it, it's a uh, the more data you have when you're making decisions like this to bring this kind of stuff in your business the better and what is what they've got here place casts alert shopper oh well, it's it's just
1: a great, a great piece of data, and, and this is the third time they've done this. Uh, uh, they work with Harris Interactive to, uh, to put this uh, together. It looks at the US market, basically looks at you know, uh, cell phone usage and uh, SMS in particular. Um, and some great data. Twenty percent of uh, cell phone owners apparently make a purchase via phone. Um, and uh, you know, just looking at some of the other data here. Uh, interestingly enough, they say only four percent of mobile users receive marketing text messages today. But thirty-three percent of the people surveyed said that they're, they're open uh, to receiving them, and, that, and that, that's a huge number. Um, and they surveyed over twenty-two uh, hundred people uh, in the in this survey, so the sample size is pretty pretty significant, I think. Um, you know, so, so I think there's a lot of great data here. Uh, I won't, I won't go through all the numbers. Uh, we'll, we'll put up the link to it. Uh, and we'll also post this up on the LBMA uh, site under, under the research tab as well, uh, for people who want to find it there. But, uh, yeah, just, just some fantastic data.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, you know, when, when you start to talk about the growth and even just, um, just pulling it up here, like mobile commerce, um, uh, you know, I always equate these kind of things to, um, to really a. A reinforcement of the messages that we've been talking about throughout the 76 episodes of this week in location-based marketing it's the message that also a guy by the name of gary schwartz talks about quite effectively around if it's not driving deeper customer engagement or tonnage which mobile commerce should be doing then don't do it right don't yeah. be in this business if you're not doing one of those two things deeper engagement which always leads to sales or actually holding on to your existing customers or driving tonnage, which actually is closing deals as a result of mobile, don't do it, don't be a part of it. And it's the same thing that these numbers reinforce. So there are smart people out there that we should be listening to, Gary's one of them. I think that the stuff that we bring here each and every week fills that, fits that as well, is that we are bringing you these lessons that other companies are learning the hard way that are actually building these opportunities for you to either participate in or learn from a lesson, and this is what the show is about. So why not listen to it? Why not learn from it? Why not start to implement some of the good ways of doing things? That's why we've got these things from PlaceCast, the Alert Chopper 3. Link is up there. Go and take a look at it. Just to reinforce the things that get said every week on This Week in Location-Based Market. That's why I love it. See, that's why.
1: Okay. Hey i'm right, right right with you on that rob
0: well that's the episode man 76 down uh, i'm going to remind you that uh go to uh the lbma.com slash events uh for the event in montreal the event in toronto if you want to follow asif around the world you can through his twitter account at Con or at the lbma or you can just actually show up in amsterdam and freak him out um I plan on doing that.
1: If you are, if you are in any of these places, please, please do come up and say hi. I mean, I, I love it. Uh, I love meeting people who watch the show face to face. There's nothing like face to face conversation and context. No, so. there's,
0: it, it doesn't, yeah, exactly. Text message, it doesn't, uh, don't replace it. So yeah. go up and talk to them. And uh, again, untethertalks.com. Would love to see you guys in Toronto. Uh, we're getting a, a lot of buzz. We just went live with this on May 1st. We are excited about it and hope to see you guys there. And you'll be hearing much more about it, certainly from the speaker's standpoint, as we go through these next uh, six or seven weeks before the the conference itself. But that's it. So I think we will put this one to rest. Episode number 76, done, finished, finite kaput. We will be back, of course, for episode number 77 next week. Thank you all for watching this week in location-based marketing. Safe have a safe week safe flights we'll see you guys
1: Thank in a you, week bro. thanks everyone hey, everybody. cheers